Welcome to the H and H Hour podcast. I am Heidi Bolt, and I'm here with my co-host Heather Taves. Hi, Heather. Hello. Great to see you. You too. Okay, so I want to jump right in. Okay. Um, you have had just some really cool God things happen. Yes. In the recent past, mm-hmm. and you're getting ready to step into a really cool God thing, mm-hmm. and I want to just unpack that a little bit with you. Okay. Sounds so good. So before we it. jump into that, if you're a first-time listener, we just want to say welcome. Mm-hmm. Heather and I talk about the ordinary things in life that actually are very extraordinary yep. when you see them through God's perspective. Yeah. So Heather, let's talk about this extraordinary thing that you get to step into this okay. next week. Well, and before we get into that, I want to just say this. I really feel like I'm supposed to. I wasn't going to, but I really felt like the Holy Spirit prompted me to say this. Um, we talk all the time on this podcast about how important it is to daily be in God's word, how important it is to be fed mm-hmm. some truth every single day, not just when things are bad, but every single day to make time for that. And this morning I woke up and we were running a little late. We'd been up late for some things. And um, so we really, I didn't really have time yeah. to sit down and have my normal quiet time, mm-hmm. but I honestly felt like I desperately have to do this. Mm -hmm. I have to do this or I might not make it through this day. Just knowing everything that I had to face in the day, just in terms of busyness. And so I took five minutes and Mm -hmm. um, my husband had actually sent a passage that he wanted me to read that he had read. And so it was really easy because I didn't have to figure out what to read. I just sat down and read this passage that my husband had sent to me. Um, which is so cool. Which I know is a whole thing in and of itself. I know that not everyone has a husband who does that. So I recognize that that's really incredible. But, um, so I read it and it was it was really good and I closed my Bible and went on with my day. Yeah. And then very quickly, um, a situation came up that I had to deal with that was a little bit difficult mm-hmm. and honestly made me feel a little bit um, out of control. Yeah. And I went, walked through the process and kept my cool and dealt with it and realized on the other side of this issue that had I not spent time with Jesus – I probably would have handled the situation very differently. Yeah. And I probably would be on a puddle on the floor. A little little derailed today. (laughs) You know, going up into my bedroom being like, shut the world out. I can't deal anymore. Yeah. Yeah. But because I had spent time with Jesus and it was five minutes. Yeah. And I had let his words sink into my spirit. I was prepared. I had put my armor on. That's right. And I just want to remind whoever is listening, you can't afford not to do this. That's right. And if you find yourself walking through life and having these moments that you feel out of control and you feel like overwhelmed by things and you can't deal, ask yourself, am I spending time with Jesus every single morning first? And I promise you, it doesn't make the problems go away. And it doesn't even mean that they're not hard to walk through. I mean, I still like my heart was still racing. My blood pressure was up. I still felt this like, ah, but I was able to walk through it. Yep. And I even texted my husband and said, wow, I'm really glad I spent time with Jesus this morning. Otherwise, I, you, I'd be calling you to say, come home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it's just such a good reminder. Yeah. And we do get that question all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, how do I deal? How mm-hmm. do I cope with all of the things? And, you know, or like, what's your secret? How, how do you handle all of the things that yeah. you handle? And it's like, okay, I think you want a one, two, three step process yeah. of, you know, the fact that grocery ordering makes your life easier Mm -hmm. or a house cleaner helps out or A, B, and C that make it work. And it's not, it's, it's Jesus. Mm -hmm. And you, y'all might get tired of us saying that, 
but I think it's the only thing worth repeating. He's our only answer. <laughs> I mean, he's the, he's the secret. He is. Secret's he is out. secret. And yeah. I think, you know, like we want to make it about everything else. I, our world wants to make it about everything yeah. else. And it really is just Jesus. Yeah. And the older I get and the more the more I get to know him, the more convinced of that I am. Well, because you've experienced walking with him. Yep. And you've experienced knowing him yep. and responding to situations with him and without him. Right. And That's so right. now you know, you've got the comparison mm-hmm. and you know how different it is. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So if, I mean, if you're listening and you're feeling that little encouragement or that conviction, try it out. You know, people say all the time, well, just test it out and see if it works for you, whether it's a workout plan or a diet. Okay. This is a spiritual plan. Yeah. This is a faith-based plan. And if it, see if it works for you. Yeah. And- I would guarantee you that it would. Yeah. And if you don't know where to start, and I get this, that Bible that you have is big and it's hard to know where to start. Yeah. And and so if you don't know where to start, you know, we always tell people the Psalms and Proverbs are a great place to start. Yeah. But the Bible isn't just the Psalms and Proverbs. Like there is today, the passage that I read was in Ezekiel. Yes. You know, so like random book, but um message us yeah. and we'll we'll help you with that. We'll give you some tips on that. Well, and even Heather, I think it's worth saying sometimes the translation it matters because sometimes what you grew up with, if you were in a very conservative family and maybe you read maybe you read the King James version all of the time. Right. And it's um very uh proper and mm-hmm. sophisticated if right. you will. Maybe you're the type of person that needs something a little more relaxed. Well, and it's hard and, to understand because it's not our language how we right. speak. That's right. So something that's a little bit more relevant to mm-hmm. today's mm-hmm. communication styles. Yeah. You can you can find different translations that maybe speak to your heart and your mind more thoroughly, yeah, better. That's great. It's that's still great the advice. word of God. Mm-hmm. It's not watered down. Right. It's just it is something you can absorb and handle. So. And translations are things that don't change the Bible. They just change the um the way the words are understood. Right. There it's a translation is something that really changes with the culture as the culture changes and the times change. You know, right. the King James Bible was written way back hundreds of years ago, actually commissioned by an evil king <laughs> um because he wanted power. Yeah. Uh and so that was it fit their communication style of the day. And it doesn't necessarily fit there's nothing wrong with it. I memorized a lot of scripture from that. But right. It doesn't necessarily relate as much to us in our communication style. Yeah. So I love the Bible that I use every single day is New Living Translation, which I yep. absolutely love. Um, NIV is also really good. Um, Amplified Bible. Um, there's a newer one out, the Passion Translation, mm. which is fantastic. My husband and I both have been using that a lot recently. So there's a lot of different options out there. Yeah. Um, and you just kind of have to look around and find one that you think best works for you. So four years ago, we were walking through a transition in our life and um, I kind of needed new inspiration. Mm -hmm. And so my husband bought me a new Bible and it's this one. I'm holding it right now. And at first I really disliked it because it was the pages were stiff Mm -hmm. and I couldn't turn to anything easily because they stuck together and there was no marking and there was no highlighting. But it's interesting now as I flip through it because it's it represents the last four years yeah. of what I've been through and what God's spoken in those four years. And it's starting to show its wear and tear. And it's starting to show what God's spoken to me. And it shows your seasons. It does. Mm-hmm. And I love it because yep. I now read it with really fresh eyes. Yeah. I read maybe a passage that I had read in my old Bible 50 times and right. had markings everywhere. Right. I now read it with fresh eyes and I make new notations. So 
I that's think, kind of a fun thought. Well, and I think you're actually the one that said this years ago, and I agree with it. Get yourself a new Bible every now and then. Yeah. Because you might read the same thing. You know, in my Bible, I take lots of notes in mm-hmm. my Bible, and I write my thoughts down in my Bible. And so I might glaze over something that I've already read mm-hmm. um, be, and and not read it because I've already read that and highlighted it. That's right. And But when I got my new Bible, I read it completely differently. Yeah. And so it's a really cool tip. Yeah, it's say, eye-opening. Yeah, yeah. Say, hey, get a new Bible and don't mm-hmm. throw your old one away because oh, you've, no. got, you've got notes and, yeah. you know, that was that season. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Okay, Heather. So let's talk about yeah, we kind of what off. God's Sorry. done. What's got? No, that's good. That's never going. Talking about God's word is never going off. Never, never will come back void. No, that's what His word says. Um, okay, so we've talked about this a lot before on this podcast. Um, I have been in, I would say, full time ministry for all of the years. All of the years. <laughs> many of the years. More um, than a decade. More than two decades. Yeah. I would actually probably say 25 years. Yeah. Because I really started in really intense ministry when I was 15 years old. Right. Which was awesome. And it was part of our home education. It was. Yeah. And that's a whole other story. It was an amazing time in my life. And then I moved into local church ministry mm-hmm. um, at 22 years old. Mm-hmm. And from there went into church, local church leadership ministry. Yeah. And I've been in local church leadership ministry now for the better part of 12 to 13 years. Um, and it's awesome and I love it and I don't want any other life. Um, and part of that looks like, you know, going to conferences and getting fed. And when you're a leader, a lot of times you're doing a lot of the feeding. That's right. And you maybe have heard this before, but leadership is often very lonely Mm -hmm. because if you're the leader and you're encouraging and feeding everyone beneath you, not always is there someone above you feeding. And right. particularly, and I'm not exactly sure why this has been true in my life, but particularly in my life, there hasn't seemed to be a lot of people ahead of me to bring encouragement and to bring um, just that that reminder that... That refresh. That refresh. Yeah. 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 So um, we've gone to church conferences and those have been awesome. And in January, God did a huge work in my heart to just reassure me that he was sustaining me. Yeah. And that I didn't need to have a lot of people ahead of me to remind me of this, that he was sending them my way, but it was through unconventional ways. Yes. So it was through words that I read on Instagram or messages on podcasts that were spoken or books that I was reading in and that God really spoke to me in major ways and helped me become okay. Well, I remember you saying specifically, you had been praying like, Lord, I want to mentor. I want to mentor. I want to mentor. For five years. And it was this whole thing. It was this constant conversation piece that we would have. And you had even approached some people like just feeling like Mm -hmm. you needed this mentor and some things didn't work out. And then God spoke to you and said, I have given you mentors. You just may not sit across from them. Yeah. They may never know your name. And I thought that's so powerful because I think so many times people are waiting for a real person that is real in their world to tell them like, here's the encouragement. But the reality is, is that God's placed so many encouraging voices around us, especially with technology 
that but, we can tap into. Right. But I had to be willing to, one, recognize that they were there right. and then do the work to get the information. That's right. And be okay with them not knowing who I was. That's right. Which honestly was humility. Yeah. It was saying, okay, this person doesn't know me, but I'm gleaning from them. Yes. And that for me was a setting down of my own pride and my own wanting to be known. Because mm. I think really that's that was probably the root of it. Mm. I wanted to be known. Mm. I wanted to have this, um, oh, I can say that this person is is who I go to when I have trouble. Yeah. You know, kind of that that validation. Yeah. Yeah. So January, God really did work in my heart and I feel like the last seven to eight to nine months have been really powerful for me mm. in that particular area of growth in my life. And then a f- couple of months ago, a few months ago, I had heard about this event before, but randomly and I hadn't paid much attention to it. It's called Campwell Summit. I'd heard it on a couple podcasts, but then more recently, it it was like I heard about it or I saw something about it and it was like it pierced something in my heart. Hmm. You know, like when you hear something and it just, it sticks with you and you can't forget about it and it kept coming up. And so I had mentioned it, I had mentioned it to you and I had mentioned it to my husband and for some reason in my head, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was $3,000 to go Mm. to it and just maybe had randomly looked at something and not really paid attention to Mm -hmm. it totally. And thought, well, that's really expensive. Yeah. That's probably not going to happen. Yeah. We had talked briefly about it, and my husband had even said, well, we could save up and you can go next year. Yeah. You know, okay, that was sort of the end of it. Well, then uh, at the end of August, my husband went to um, a conference that was really incredible for him. And when he came home, we were sitting and talking, and I told him all that week, all I had heard and seen across my social media and in random podcasts that I had never listened to was this Campwell Summit. Hmm. And I was like, I think I'm supposed to go. Hmm. Like, I really feel like there's something magnetic that that is drawing me to this place. I feel like God is saying, you have to be there. Yeah. But it's $3,000. Yeah. And, you know, he kind of was like, okay. <laughs> um, and I remember so clearly we're sitting in our living room and the kids were with us. And he looked at the kids and he said, you guys, let's pray. If mom is supposed to go to this, let's pray that God will release $3,000 so that she can go to Camp Well Summit. Hmm. And so one of my kids prayed. I don't remember which one. And that was on a Friday afternoon. Hmm. I shared a day or two later with one of my friends that I felt like I was supposed to go to this, mm-hmm. but I didn't know how it was going to happen. And she said, I agree. I think you're supposed to go to this. I will join you in praying for that. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing about this particular event is it's not a huge conference. It's an intimate summit mm-hmm. that only a small handful of people go to. They only open it up to a few people. Mm-hmm. So it's very much what I felt like I desired and needed in mm-hmm. this season of my life. Mm-hmm. I felt like going to a huge big conference, while that is great, I feel like it was not what my soul needed. Yeah. I needed to be seen mm-hmm. and heard in a way that I could share some of the deep things of my heart in a safe place and kind of process through what that looks like for this next season of my life. Does that make sense? It does. Okay. So, and that's what this summit was. So fast forward, fast forward to Wednesday, a few days later after we prayed for the $3,000, Wednesday, September 19th. And Chris said to me before he walked out the door, I think you need to book it in faith because God's sending in the money. Hmm. And I was like, oh. I don't know. I'm not going to spend that much money on myself. That's a lot of money. And mm-hmm. 
it, it could go to so many different things that would be so much more valuable. And he was, and he just kind of looked at me and smiled. And I was like, okay, I'll think about it. Yeah. Well, which is interesting because had it been one of your children in need, you know, a, a, if a spiritual need had arisen in one of your children and it was going to cost $3,000. Right. I wouldn't have even questioned it. You wouldn't it. have even blinked. But mm-hmm. because it's for yourself, that's why you were struggling. Right. Because what you felt it was selfish or self-centered. Oh, 100%. To spend money on yourself. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't – that's something I struggle with is yeah. taking care of myself yeah. above everyone else. Yeah. Um, well, and the thing on this day, this Wednesday, there were only 10 spots left okay. for the event. Wow. And once they're gone, they're gone. Yep. So that morning after he went to work, I sat down and I just said to the Lord, okay, you've obviously told me that, you know, you've confirmed it through my husband, but that's not good enough. I need more confirmation, Lord. <laughs> I don't know why we do that, but we do. Um, And I just said, would you give me a clear sign? Mm -hmm. Would you just show me something that makes me feel okay with pulling the trigger on this? And it seems like such a silly thing to me now that I was so concerned about it because of God's provision now that I know of. But in the moment, I didn't know about God's provision. I was still getting ready to step out of the boat onto the water to walk on water. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know that the provision was already there. That's right. I didn't know that Jesus was on the other side yeah. of that boat. Yeah. So that night I had dinner with a friend who I don't get to see very often, maybe uh, once every couple months. And she knew nothing about this. Yeah. I hadn't breathed a word of this to anybody but you and Chris and my other friend that was praying. Mm-hmm. And we had dinner and we sat talking for a few hours and we talked about all these crazy awesome things and what God's doing in our lives. And she told me about each one of her children and some of the different spiritual aspects of her children's life that she could see beginning to develop in them. And she said, you know, my Avery, she's seven and she just gets it. Mm -hmm. She just has a heart for God. She just has this connection with him. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I am like, that's amazing. And I'm so excited to hear this. And we're just getting ready to leave. And I'm like, oh, one more thing. I'm considering going to this Camp Well Summit, and I just, I don't know, I have some questions about it, and I just really am not sure if I'm supposed to go or not. Would you just pray with me about that? And she said, what is it called? And I said, it's called Camp Well Summit. And she said, where is it? And Mm -hmm. I said, it's in Colorado. And her face just, like, changed. And she said, okay, I'm going to tell you something, and then you just do with it whatever you feel like you need to do with it. I'm like, uh, Okay. She said, just this afternoon, I went to pick up my girls from school and the little girls got in the back seat and I began asking them about their day and Clara told me about her day. And then Avery started jabbering, saying, mom, what do you know about camp wellness in the Colorados? What do you know about this camp wellness in the Colorados? And she said she kept repeating it. And, you know, she said, Avery, I don't know anything about a camp wellness in the Colorados. And Lisa said I was actually kind of frustrated that she wouldn't stop talking about it. Um, And then that was it. She dropped it. Hmm. Then here I am a few hours later at dinner with her telling that I'm asking God for a sign (laughs) to pull the trigger to go to Camp Well Summit in Colorado. Wow. So little Avery. Hmm. Seven-year-old. Heard from the Lord. Yeah. Some random thing that made her think Camp Wellness in the Colorados said this to her mama who was going to dinner with me that night. And it was like, God just went, how, how much more do you need, Heather? Do you get it? Do you get it? So I went home, told my husband, he was like, well, you better register right now because if you don't, (laughs) now it's disobedience. Yeah. 
Now it's not just, uh. So I registered. And that was on a Wednesday. On Sunday at church, I was on stage sharing some things, giving some announcements. And my friend that I had asked to pray comes on stage. Well, pause. Okay. You started to tell your your story. I did. I did. You're, so You're right. I'm in the front row and I walk a few rows back and I said to her, um, you have to go on stage and because you were and, telling like, yes, that's right. hey, we're just believing God. Like, yes, this, that's right. I, I signed up in faith and we're just believing God. And I know this seems crazy. And I was like, you have to go up there now and tell the rest of the story. Right. Because I was telling the part of about Avery and yeah, like, getting and this faith. word and yeah. that we're trusting God to provide. But that was the end of the story you knew. That's all I knew. And I knew the rest of the story. Right. And our friend knew the rest of the story. Right. But And some people sitting in the room did, but yeah. you didn't. I didn't know. So I go back to her and I'm like, um, you have to go on stage right now. And she was like, uh, I'm thinking the same thing, but are you sure? I'm like, yes, get up there. She's like, I mean, just interrupt her. <laughs> I was like, just go stand on stage and she'll see you there and she'll pause eventually. Yeah. And she's like, oh. Okay. Yeah. So she comes and stands on stage and I was like, hi, do you need something? Yeah. And she was like, yeah, actually, um, I felt so strongly about this when you text me, whatever it was a week ago, and I reached out and you do so much for our church and so much for our people. And yeah. I reached out to some of your friends and family yeah. and we have given yeah. money yeah. covered to cover all of it yeah. for you to go. Now, let me back up just a moment. When I actually went to register, it wasn't $3,000. It was $2,000. Wow. So I don't know how I got that wrong, but yeah. regardless, it's a cool part of the story. So she hands me a check for $2,500, yeah. which is what my friends and family gave for me to be able to go to this, which in and of itself, that's a whole other story, was so overwhelming and amazing, kind of hard for me to receive. Yeah, sure. Uh, it's a very humbling thing when people hand you money yeah. so that you can go do something for yourself. Yeah. So I kind of had to deal with that, yeah. you know, and process that with the Lord. But um, then, so that was amazing, $2,500. Yeah. And we were able to show our kids and be like, you guys, you prayed for this and yeah. look what God did. Then two days later, we get a check in the mail from someone for $500. Hmm. So the total amount that God brought in was $3,000, which is exactly what we asked for. Wow. And I found out later that that person who sent that check said, I never do that. He's like, I might give like $100, you know. He's like, but I was like, God, 500 Are you sure? <laughs> and Chris was able, my husband was able to tell him the reason it was that amount is because that made the miracle happen. Yeah, that was the amount prayed and for. And that showed our kids and us that God answers. He's detailed. He's detailed, that yeah. he cares. And that was what we had prayed for. So, yeah. I mean, it covered everything, not yeah. only my ticket, but my airline, yeah. hotel. Well, because the 2000 didn't cover your airfare. No, it was just or, the yeah. event. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, it, it took care of all the extras that you have when you travel. Yeah. So, just absolutely overwhelming for me yeah. to feel not only the love of my heavenly father, but the love of the people around me. Yeah. And, um, I leave in two days Yay! to go. So I know I'm that really is excited. so awesome, Heather. Yeah. And I am so happy for you. I, I remember texting you that Sunday afternoon and I'm like, I am so sorry if I have been awkward towards you the last four days <laughs> because I have known about the miracle and you haven't, and I didn't want to spill the beans, you know? Yeah. Um, 
because like it would come up and I would just be like, uh, uh, what do I say? <laughs> and I didn't catch on at all. And I do think it's, I do want to point out too, like when, when Chris told me to book it in faith, he didn't know about the money mm-hmm. yet. He did later. Yeah. But I mean, truly he was saying like, we trust that God is going to provide. Yeah. He goes, I believe God already told me this money is going to be released. Yeah. So God was already preparing. Yeah. But it was, I think, our act of faith to do that, yeah. not to wait for the money to come in. Because I don't think the – I'm not sure the money would have come in had we not been willing to take that step of faith yeah. first. Yeah. It might have. I don't yeah. know. But I just I just think that there's something so significant in that, that sometimes our step of faith is scary. Yeah. And it's, okay, God, I'm going to step out of this boat, and I don't know what that means. Yeah. If I'm walking into darkness, if – we're going to have to cover the whole cost ourselves. Like, I don't know what that means. Right. But I'm so expectant for these four days of what God's going to do in my own soul and in my own spirit. And uh, I can't wait to see what happens. I'm so excited for you. It's, um, I think it's so important for, for us to be in tune enough with ourselves to be able to go, okay, pause okay, I'm sensing that I need a break. Mm-hmm. I'm sensing that I need a refresh. And that's something that I've had to learn the hard way over the last many years and the importance of paying attention to it because mm-hmm. I've had times where I've disregarded it mm-hmm. and then I've like crashed and burned oh, hardcore. Yeah, raising my hand. And been so set back mm-hmm. physically, mm-hmm. you know, with illness. And so I think for you to have – sensed it and to paid attention to it and to do something about it mm-hmm. is really important. Um, I think that we women especially struggle and maybe men too, maybe they just don't um, talk about it as much. Yeah. But I feel like women especially have this um, misled idea mm-hmm. that if we take time for ourselves, if we do anything to self-care, mm-hmm. that we're less of a woman. Yeah. But I think it's the opposite. Yeah. I think that when we actually recognize our needs, mm-hmm. when we're able to communicate them, that is when we actually are the healthiest. Yes. I mean, I think of my own husband and my relationship with him. Sometimes I expect him to be a mind reader mm-hmm. and I want him to read my mind and I want him to know all of my needs without me communicating them. Right. And it almost always fails. Yeah. Um, not because he's not awesome, but because he's not a mind reader. And but then the times that I actually sense myself, yesterday it happened, we were having school and I hit this moment of extreme struggle with our seven-year-old mm-hmm. and our four-year-old and our two-year-old were also in the process of doing this crazy elaborate craft that they had <laughs> concocted themselves. <laughs> Those are the worst. Which basically meant them emptying out my very organized schoolroom closet. <laughs> and I just felt this... I felt anxiety rise up within me mm-hmm. and I just, he started to cry. The seven-year-old started to cry thinking he wasn't smart enough because he couldn't remember what he, something he'd already learned. And he started to melt down like, I'm literally not smart at all. You know, all of these lies start coming out. And I was like, I am going to full on melt down right here, right now. Yeah. And my husband works from a home office and I just text him and I'm like, babe, I'm literally going to full on melt down right now. Like we could really use a daddy prayer. And expecting him to just text back, okay, praying or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And I heard his footsteps coming down oh. two flights of stairs. And he came in and he just breathed some calm wow. over the scene. That's awesome. And corrected our two-year-old who was having a tantrum over something ridiculous. And 
said a quick prayer over us, and then he left. And it was still hard, Heather. Yeah. yeah. But I felt like by me communicating to him, like, okay, I'm melting here. I'm about ready to break down. Right. It gave him the opportunity to fill the role that he's supposed to fill. Right. Which is to love and lead us. Right. So I do think, Heather, your story is so important Mm -hmm. because you recognize the need and you were willing to communicate about it and do something Mm -hmm. about it. Yeah. Even though it was hard. And I really, I honestly had to work through feeling guilty Mm. on multiple levels, feeling guilty, spending that much money on myself, feeling guilty that you didn't get to go with me Mm -hmm. because it would have been amazing to go together. We had talked about that. We had talked about it. Um, You know, and so a bunch of different things. And I've never, I, I have been in the past really bad about Mm self-care and I'm really good about serving everybody else. And I will be really bad at serving everyone else if I don't care for myself. Yeah. And I know that I want to do this life and this ministry and this calling and have everything that God has called us to. I know I want to do it for years and years and years to come. And so getting to that place of recognizing when I need to stop Mm -hmm. and make sure that I am okay, that Mm -hmm. I am being fed and being filled up. Yeah. And a lot of time, and I do that for myself very well, I think, with the word of God. But sometimes you need someone else to do it for you yeah. too. And you need to just sit and soak in it, yeah. soak in it and take it in. That's so good. So Well, I am so excited for you. I I'm, know. I'm really excited to see what Me too. What God sends back with you because mm-hmm. he will, you know, he will refresh you and he will yeah. give you for not to sound too super spiritual, but I do think he will give you a fresh anointing yeah. for the season that's to come. Yeah, I agree. And I, I really do feel like I'm going into it with my hands open, just saying, whatever, God. I don't have expectations other than I know God has called me to be there. And so whatever that looks like, yeah, um, it's a little scary, yeah, but it's also the best place to be because it's up to him, not me. Yeah. Well, and Heather, I think of five years ago, this similar thing happened five years ago. Yeah. God spoke very clearly to you yep. about a conference called If Gathering. Yeah. And it was a brand new ministry. Yep. And maybe you've heard of it now, listeners, but If if Gathering was a brand new movement. Yeah, that's right. And they were going to have their conference out in Texas. And yep. you said, okay, I really feel like we're supposed to go to this. Yeah. So I looked it up and I was like, this looks interesting. And I had a newborn. So we yep. were, okay, how, do, how would this work? And we ended up pulling our sisters together yeah, and going, would going. anybody want to go? And it was kind of a crazy God thing because they purposely do a small gathering. And right. so tickets go on sale and like seven minutes later, they're, they're sold out. Right. And so we all had to get online at the same time to try and get tickets. Because you can't buy them in a group. You That's have to right. buy them individually. individually. Yeah. And so all four, four of us went? Five of us? Five of us. So five sisters went and four of you got tickets. Yeah. And I did not. Yeah. Mine was, it was sold out by the time mine processed. Mine was pending. It was like the little wheel of death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, one of our sisters ended up calling in and saying, here's the deal. Like, we really feel God spoke this to us. Is there any way you can make this work? And they made it work. They figured it out. Thank you, If Gathering. Thank you, If Gathering. The crazy thing about that, Heather, is that five years later, God is still speaking truths to us through that If Gathering. And some of the things I remember... The final session closing, and you and I were driving back to our sister-in-law's house in Houston, and we were just talking, 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 and like, Mm -hmm. what did God speak to you? And it was confirmed what he was speaking to me. And some of the words that were spoken that weren't even supposed to be highlighted in the series, but that came out today are still speaking to us and ended up launching 
local if gathering here in Peoria. Yeah, we're going into our fourth year of that. Our fourth year. And so I just want people to know the importance of listening Mm -hmm. and obeying. Yeah, it's good. Because God spoke to you five years ago Mm -hmm. and said, go to this very small known ministry called If Gathering. Well, and I'll just back up a tiny bit mm-hmm. before we even went to the gathering. I felt God tell me to start If Tables oh, that's in my right. home. That's so right. I had been doing If Tables for six to eight months, maybe before that um, with... That's right. I forgot about that. Really just nothing but just an act of obedience. Yeah. And so it started out even just of my act of obedience and doing that for the women around us. That's right. You know, and then us going to the conference was so great for us, but we all looked at each other and said, this isn't just about us. We have to bring this back to our people. So it's just so cool. And I I just want to highlight too that it requires obedience. Yeah. It requires a step of obedience and it often requires sacrifice and doing things that no one else may be doing, but that you have to do. Well, and I just think the, the payoff of obedience is so, it's so long living because last night... I gathered at our mom's house. You didn't get to be there because of uh, their ministry obligations, but I gathered at our mom's house for a big if table with like 20 women of our church. And we had this beautiful, fun fall outdoor event with soups and cookies and hot cider. And I looked around at these four different tables and I thought, man, this is all because of some obedience on your part to Mm -hmm. open up if tables locally of us going to Texas and then going, we're going to bring this back. Yeah. And then a whole bunch of people who have made if gathering right. happen right. here in Peoria. We've, we've taken, taken it and run with it. Yes. yes. But I just thought, man, that's, that's how obedience works. Yeah, it is. You know, it's not just for that moment. Yeah. Five years later, we're still reaping the benefits of obedience. That's so good. And I love what the Bible says. It's not even five years is, yes, it seems like such a long time to us, but the Bible says for a thousand generations yes. that God's promises, yes. you know, will remain for th- for generations. And yeah. so thinking in that mindset of like our obedience today, your obedience today might be for people a thousand years yeah. from now. Yeah. I think that's just mind blowing and incredible to think about. I agree. Well, thanks for listening to my story and letting me share it. So when you come back, Mm -hmm. be ready to share because we're going to have you give a follow-up episode. I definitely will. And I won't have Wi-Fi because there's no self-service, which is completely awesome. That's awesome. I know. I bet that's intentional. Probably. But um, I'll definitely post some stories when I do have Wi-Fi. Sounds good. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for listening. We're glad that you clicked on this link. If you know someone that needs encouraged just about this season they're walking through, about maybe the obedience that they need to exercise towards the Holy Spirit, please share this podcast with them so that they can have voices encouraging them. Just like Heather had needed a mentor, maybe this is the voice of encouragement for them in this season of their life. Also, would you jump over to iTunes? Would you please give us a review? of this podcast, would you rate it and then share it with a friend? Thanks for listening. We're so glad that you do. We will chat next time.